taking your questions and talking about kink. Welcome to BSing with American Shiva on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you're offended by this type of content, that includes all of you. (laughs) (laughs) Or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Right now. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So as you can tell, we have a few people with us tonight. We're doing another special podcast. We actually have with us... Um, Deb, who is the uh, Kinky Cruise director, who is there to meet you at all of our meet and greets. Woohoo! And she also helps to run the New to Kink meeting. Speaking of the New to Kink meeting, we also have Tiffy, the flight attendant for AIS, (laughs) (laughs) who who runs our TNG as well, along with her staff. Um, What else do you do? Um, Ohio Blue Blacks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Loco. And Loco, the Littles. Um, We also have uh, local presenters and celebs, Dan and Dawn, with us. And Dan and Dawn, you want to say a couple words? Because I know you've got some things in the works besides PXS, which you are the producers and event coordinators of. There's something new and fabulous coming up. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Oh, it's like your own podcast. (laughs) When we edit you out, it'll be just like our podcast. So we do. We've got uh, Beyond the Love coming up in November, November 15th through the 17th, um, whole weekend of Polly. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I heard you guys had some really great presenters, and that your keynote was actually going to be some tremendous talent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, Benrick and Sheba coming in. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> and then we also have a very special guest with us tonight. We have our girl, Spanky Ray, who is celebrating her birthday tonight. So there may or may not be spankings. You never know. You never know. So if you hear something like this, it might be a spanking. (laughs) (laughs) If you hear me cheering, then it is a spanking. So you want to take a question real quick? Sure, sure. Let's take a question. And 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 the questions that we're going to take tonight are... Like, we're going to go, like, around the table or, you know, if somebody has something to say about it, we're just going to jump right in and, and everybody's going to answer. So it's going to be one of those wild nights where you never know what the hell's going to happen. <laughs> Here we go. Usual? No. No? Okay. Sometimes. A little bit. Once in a while. <laughs> a second. On Tuesdays. Meet the first time. Okay. All right. All right. So the first question is from Ms. Anonymous. I am currently struggling to categorize myself in a single category. I have run across the problem that I am well-fitted in most of the interests I have in the different areas of BDSM, but I am struggling with some pieces. For instance, I like to hurt people, but on the other hand, I love being hurt. I don't like to be in control in most situations, but I am not sure if I want people controlling me. Any help or guidance on what I am or how to be a happy resident of the kink community? How to be a happy kinkster. Don't get tied up in the labels. You don't have to call yourself anything. You can enjoy all of that. I do. Frequently. I would, I would, put, I would put in the, you know, follow the whole cock and pussy test. You know, if, if this is something, whatever makes you hot, wet, hard, or horny, just go for it. Just, you know, psych, uh, um, suss it out within yourself and, and go for it. Sus. Sus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Can they just use the word switch? 
I mean, does that make life easy? <laughs> it does make life easy for me like, to call myself a switch, but a lot of people, I'm not going to say any names, Dan, doesn't believe in switches. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people tell me, oh, you still, you have to make a choice. You have to be one thing or the other. And, and really, even in the middle of a scene, sometimes that... Yeah changes. <laughs> you know, I could be doing something where I'm on the top and I've hit a person enough and I'm like, you know, I'm done. It's your turn. You get to hit me now. Yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it doesn't happen frequently. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I would say try out different things and see what fits. Don't box yourself in, you know, maybe try a submissive round table and see if that does speak to you a little bit. You she can probably, or they can probably, you said Miss Anonymous, mm-hmm. you can probably get something out of that. Try a switch round table, try a dominant round table. And as long as you can stay in your dominant mode at the dominant round table and your submissive mode at the submissive round table and whatever at the switch round table. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happens there, Joe. back and forth, you know, <laughs> give it all a try and... You know, some people grow and change, and some people just blossom in what they currently are. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't label it. Yeah. Yep. So, we'll <coughs> that. Yep. Ooh. And as you can hear, Beric still has his yuck. Yep. I got the itis. <laughs> I got the itis. We got back from Cope. You know, that's kind of like where we've been. We were at Cope. And, um... And frequently there's something that happens after big events called yeah. con crud right. where people get sick mm-hmm. afterwards because you've expended so much of your energy mm-hmm. and, you, you know, yep. and you I just happen crud. to be cruddy. I had the crud. I got, <laughs> I, I got back on Monday. Monday I felt great. I feel fantastic. I'm you know, full of energy, bouncing around. And, um, and Tuesday I went to work, you know, went back to work. And, and by the time I had been there three or four hours, I was like toast. I couldn't handle it, and I, I just like you know I got to go home, and so I went home and I slept for about sixteen hours. Woke up the next morning, and it felt like I was swallowing glass. I went to uh, a, uh, a an urgent care, and the, the doctor told me I had the itis. I had uh, pharyngitis and and uh, bronchitis and sinusitis, and he prescribed me a shit ton of antibiotics and some drugs, and I was out for I was asleep for the next four days. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're gonna get the itis, you might as well get all of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I certainly had the itis. It sucked. But speaking of cope, you know, a great time was had by all. Oh my god! Uh, and we made a huge, huge announcement at cope. Oh right! Oh yeah! <laughs> Lots of excited people. Lots of excited people. We can, we, since we've made that announcement, now it's on the table. We can talk about it. Yeah. So our next big event, Winter Wickedness, which is happening in February of 2014, mm-hmm. on the seventh through the ninth. We are going to take over the entire hotel. Mm-hmm. It's all chocolate. Oh my god, yep. it's going to be so awesome! <laughs> <laughs> we have a whole whole hotel takeover. We have uh, um, roughly two hundred and forty rooms that are all ours. We have um, we're going to add another another three thousand square foot to the dungeon. We're going to add a complete one thousand square foot fire room. <laughs> Uh, for fire, we're going to have um, the wet and wild space, but mm-hmm. it's going to be actual pool. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we're hoping to bring somebody in for uh, some water bondage classes, mm-hmm. and we don't know about that yet. We have to check with our attorney to <laughs> 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 see if that's okay. But uh, it's going to be huge. This one is going to be absolutely huge. We have um, 
the secondary uh, play space is now, um, it moved up from, we still have the day playroom, which is a little over a thousand square feet, and then we're going to have a, uh, a secondary play space, which is almost uh, 2,200, 2,300 square feet. It's going to be a totally different type of music. It'll be a nice softer music. Um, it'll still have a good beat to uh, share a little sensation with your partner, but we're going to have all new dungeon furniture in there. We're going to have, um, and then we'll still have the main play space of, of uh, almost uh, 4,500 square feet uh, for a lot of fun. Then we're going to have that entire rope space. Right. And we're going to bring in another whole room full of vendors. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're we're really stepping up the game. Go big or go home. Right. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing. We're st- you know, just so you know, we are still limiting. Uh, we are still limiting it. And you know, we we recognize how much space we have, and we are still limiting the amount of people we're going to allow, so that we still have that you know close knit community feel. Because we have a we have a great close knit community feel, and we want to keep that. Yeah. So we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna let it you know get above 500 attendees and. Yeah, because if you, you know, want to, you know. I want to see people mm-hmm. when I go to the events, and yep. I want to get a chance to talk to everybody. And in order to do that, it's got to be a smaller yeah. event. Can't be too big. We've been to events that have, you know, seven, 800 people, and it's just too big. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I guess size does matter. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, can't you Something believe that you're be saying that? <laughs> Something can be too big. <laughs> well, you know what they say. They say the average cunt is eight inches deep. The average cock is six inches long. So in Ohio alone, there's over, you know, fifty thousand miles of unused. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that is a statistic I did not need to know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel enlightened. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm on the short end. I think. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I feel bad. I took up more than my share. (laughs) (laughs) This is why they normally don't have guests on the podcast. Is that why? (laughs) Do we want to take another question? Uh, Sure, sure. Sure, sure. So I got some questions via Fet Mail from Ms. Anonymous. Again, Mm -hmm. that woman is really busy. (laughs) Can you please tell me a little about how to figure out my power exchange without making my dom feel like I'm being too challenging? Well, I think we have the perfect people on the podcast. We do. We have the event producers for PXS. Power Exchange Summit. So we have some real specialists in Power Exchange who can probably address this question, at least to get it started. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Buy a copy of our book, Living MS, stick it under his pillow, and he'll work it all out. <laughs> That's living, living MS. You can reach that at Amazon, Amazon or, or, or uh, what's eroticawakening.com. Right. You can order that straight off their web, the website. Get a copy of it. It's a really easy read. It's got nice big letters for those of you who are, who are getting up there in age. Some note-taking right. space. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it can be a little challenging when you first start out anyway, you know, especially if you're both new. You know, they don't get what kind of time frame they have in there. So, but uh, talk, communicate, mm-hmm. communicate, communicate. You so know, how that's do you... the big thing. I think her biggest question was how do you communicate your needs, wants, and desires without feeling like you're challenging right. the D-type of that relationship by saying, I, I have to have this, this, and this, mm-hmm. you know, without sounding like you're... 
chopping from the bottom or dictating how the relationship is going to run. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out their communication style. So like for us, we knew we were setting up our needs, wants, and desires to design our contract. So we had a goal and we would discuss certain things, but basically we worked on it privately and then shared, right? So we weren't copying each other or I wasn't saying, ooh, I know that's what he's putting, so that's what I'm going to put, you know, something like that. You know, I had to do it on my own to make sure I didn't match his. And then the other thing we did was created porch time, so kind of a space where we could just let it all hang out. And then both have to learn how not to take anything personally. Part of it is just that. Yeah. Have some confidence in, this, yeah. in your D type that they're not going to just take it personally and freak out because you're offering how you feel. Believe it or not, a lot of us D types actually like it when our S types say, I want this, I like this. This is the kind of thing that, you know, makes me happy. Jamie, cover your ears now. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't mean, I, it, it doesn't set the expectation that I'm going to provide it automatically. But information's always good. Give me some information. Okay, good. I'll do with it what I want. Mm -hmm. So what I would do for Miss Anonymous is I would approach this D-type by starting off by saying, Sir I, or ma'am, you know, uh, this information, of course, you'll do with it what you want. But if you don't mind me sharing with you, I happen to, on Sundays, I really like being able to sleep in. It's just been a tradition in my life for a long time. That may not be appropriate for us now, but that's what my life was like, and I actually still like that. Just some information for you, sir. And, you know, by the way, Tabasco on your wee-wee before I suck it, bad, not good. Don't like it. <laughs> just so you know, sir. <laughs> but he had the trick down pat, you know, that's it, the, the whole respect, mm -hmm. the way you do it. You know, if, if you do it with an attitude or you do it with, um, you know, a thou shalt sort of tone, then, or something that he feels like he has to defend. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I actually go there sometimes too, you know, I'll present something and not realize that the tone of my voice, he feels like he has to defend it. Mm -hmm. So, and so it's a, it's a learning thing. I feel like, too, um, one of the things I try to remind myself um, when I'm trying to communicate something is to not, to be aware and to um, remember to not present something as an ultimatum. Um, and, uh, yeah, like you said, Don, uh, to present it with respect, both for mm -hmm. myself and for them and for the relationship. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yep. And, and, and I, I look at it in, in the same, uh, similar way Dan does. You know, I'm always interested in information because... Although it's sometimes perceived that, that, that the D types, you know, have have a grasp on reality and have have this ability to um, we're read, omnipotent. We know right, everything. right read minds <laughs> and so forth and so on. You know, we don't. And the and the great thing is that um, is when that information is provided, it gives it gives us an opportunity to explore that and figure out where it comes, where to branch off, where to where to add to where to take away from and it and it it's another piece in our in our repertoire at being dominant mm -hmm. you know and so i i personally like more information and one of the things we do with the girl is um she has a journal where she can express you know some of her feelings some process and um that gives me a good grasp of her where she is in her head but if she wants something you know, we have a we have a kind of mandate that she has to come to us with it, mm -hmm. and so it so it creates two types of spaces to explore. You know, internally what it means, and then externally how to get it. And well, the other trick is ask your dominant. 
how do they want you to communicate? <laughs> you know, here's all that works for us. Instead of guessing, ask them, mm-hmm. you know, and then design something. So, I would say by singing telegram. That's how I want you to communicate. <laughs> well, you were on for what? Five minutes. So, how- <laughs> Her people have been on a lot longer than that. <laughs> Were you in service for for like 30 seconds at some point? Yeah, I remember you tripped down the hall. Spilled all your... Oh, no, but that wasn't... That was just for that event. I lost a bet. Oh. I could... I just... I saw your fet life that you were like in service to someone or something. Oh, yeah. To Just Blush and and Father Michael. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um... Oh, so I'm supposed to comment on that? Well, yeah. <laughs> how, how did you approach your D-types when... Well, I mean, when we when we initially started talking about it, we made it very clear the type of service I was going to be in. It was only going to be domestic. Um, and I was very clear about what was okay, um, you know, what I was comfortable with, and um, what they were looking for, what I was looking for. And it was just... Constant. And Ginger! <laughs> um, it was just constant communication, um, being completely honest um, with everything that was going on. Uh, the reason why I actually had to step back from being in service is because I have too much going on with school and with work to the point where I, I can't physically actually um, you know, do that properly. And so just being able to communicate your limitations and um, everything that's going on it's, it's really going to put you in a better space and, and realistically, if you, you don't want to, to hide things from your D type or, um, you know, your partner just because you're afraid that it's going to cause some type of confrontation. Mm-hmm. If something isn't really realistically going to work out because of X number of factors, then you just kind of have to accept that and move on. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, 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 um, I had always been, um, I, I've, I'm always of the school that that when you're negotiating like a contractual relationship or when you're negotiating um, things in your relationship, you want to do that from a relatively neutral stance, you know, so so that you've kind of shed a little bit of your um, so that you've shed a little bit of your role, um, so that you can uh, so that you can approach each other from an equal level and get and get your needs, wants, and desires met. Absolutely. And, and there goes Ginger. And there goes Ginger out for a walk. <laughs> <sighs> that was not a good segue, was it? <laughs> My, there goes Ginger. <laughs> if you'd like to hear more about Ginger... <laughs> contact, contact Penny Girl Marker. Contact the Penny Girl Marker. They'll happily carve one <laughs> And take turns shoving up your ass. <laughs> or you could hear more on the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. Because each week you can listen to the original Erotic Awakening Podcast with none other than Dan and Don. And Ginger. And Ginger. <laughs> it's an educational and entertaining exploration of all things erotic and puppy. <laughs> and, and once monthly, you can catch a special episode of Erotic Awakening with Lee Harrington, who, by the way, mm-hmm. will be at. Winter wickedness. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. We are, We're actually going to have the entire uh, podcast, podcast team. team. Right, right. 
So we may have to do something about it. We're going to have to do some crazy podcasting. Right. We'll have to do some kind of the Erotic Awakening Podcast Network. The Orgy of Erotic Awakening Podcast Networkers. (laughs) See, I was going to go with the live show, but I like the orgy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could still be a live show, right? <laughs> <laughs> you need an audience. That's a little pressure. <laughs> I'll be no, a loose girl. <laughs> Luckily, we're sponsored by ID Glide, so we'll have plenty of lube with that one. Do you want so, to talk a little bit about what's well, going on? Absolutely, absolutely. So, um... Well, you can talk a little bit about something that's going on. On On October 1st is the Submissive Roundtable. I'm one of the facilitators. Um, And we'll just be meeting. And we have some questions that have been shared um, online and and by attendees um, about their questions concerning um, submissiveness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) About their submissiveness. Tuck myself into a corner on that one. Usually not how it goes. <laughs> and their submissification. Our submissiveness. What else is going on, Tiffy? Alright, so on October 8th, uh, T&G will be having their um, monthly meet and greet. We are at a new location in Grandview. Um, I don't know the address off the top of my head, but it's on the FetLife group. Um, so please come out and join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a private room all to ourselves, so we can be a little bit more free with our conversation. And it should be a lot of fun, and the food's good. And the food's good. And the food's good. Well, in Ohio, we are a bunch of foodies, so... We are a bunch of foodies. Mm. We also have a Switch Roundtable coming up on October 22nd, and it's going to be a Switch Adventure. Really? We're going to go on a field trip to go get the items that we need to build toys. Hmm. And then we're going to all come back to the room and build toys together. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I want to be a Switch. That sounds fun. <laughs> I'm sure we can arrange that. I think you're a Switch... <laughs> At least in here. <laughs> Maybe not for anybody else, but I have visions in my head. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who are interested in coming out and going to a meet and greet, it's a great place to meet people in a vanilla environment, especially uh, starting starting to integrate into the larger kink community in Columbus. Uh, AIS will having, be having a meet and greet at the 8-Ball. 8-Ball eight um, eight Sports Bar is up on Morse Road in, uh, in Columbus, and that'll be on October 8th. Mm-hmm. All right, it's Friday night. We're, we start out at about 8 o'clock-ish and then end up whenever we leave somewhere normally around midnight. Yeah. Um, the and the reason we're moving that from the normal date, which mm-hmm. is the second Friday of every month, is mm-hmm. what? Well, we have the AIS one-night party. See, we didn't get enough at COPE, and we figured that uh, about, about... We needed another whole weekend of kink. Yeah, we needed another week, weekend of kink. And we also have... Um, we're trying to do parties about every two months. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do parties about every two months. We don't want them any, any closer than that because, shit, it just wears us right out, you know? And, and for us, it just it's, it really does shoot an entire weekend of kink. And we love doing it, and we, we love to continue doing it. But for us, it's just... It kills an entire weekend, and we... Um, it bites into my pedicure time, quite exactly. frankly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Ginger's back! And Ginger's back! <laughs> and so the one-night party is going to be at Princeton, at 425 South Princeton uh, uh, in Columbus, and that uh, uh, goes from about 8 p.m. 
till uh, 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's a great play party. We bring out about uh, 10 to 10 to 12 pieces of furniture. We have a great time in a in a in a three to five thousand square feet space. We also at this time of year we have the hot tub open. We have the tiki huts open. We'll have playing under the stars um, based on the weather. We also have um, some little snackies for you, some great music, and it's it's really a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. So we're re- we're really looking forward to that. That's the one night party, Saturday, uh, October nineteenth, at the Princeton Club. Yeah, and this is one of the this is one of the AIS events that you can actually purchase tickets at the door, because there are no ticket sales online. Mm-hmm. If you decide at seven thirty or eight o'clock that night, hey, I, I really want a great kink party, come on out and see us. Yep. Well, let's take one more question. Okay, sure, we? sure. I found this one a very interesting question. Because all it is is, my other question is in regard to subspace. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I think we can take that just about anywhere we want to. (laughs) So subspace generally, for me, Mm -hmm. I I don't think I've ever been there. Oh, that's not true. I don't know. I, I know it's supposed to be a change in perception, Mm -hmm. almost like meditation. Mm. It doesn't it adjust like that's, trancy. I think, I think that's, I th- but I think that's a gross generalization. <laughs> I think that I think that each each person experiences it differently. How do you experience it? Um, I experience it by a real kind of floaty sensation. Um, you know, it's kind of like this. For me, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was like a zone. You know, like like when when you're when you like when you're running and you get to that ten mile mark and you're like. Get that burst of energy. It's for me. It was more like for me. When, whenever I get into subspace, which is not very frequently these days, um, I, I get more into top space these days. But um, subspace was more of a you know it was this kind of floaty endorphiny. I wouldn't say trancy, but I would say certainly uh, there was this lack of attachment to reality. This lack of care about what was going on around me. It was just this kind of great wonderful warm floaty feeling okay well i felt that then yeah you know that's and that's what it was i mean it was this it was this you know an endorphin high okay and it was it was certainly i got to a point where you know any more sensation wouldn't have mattered we could have kept on going and and eventually i'd run out of endorphins but i hadn't i I was just you know just enjoying the 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 thud or the sting or whatever he was you know the, the top that was uh, topping me was doing it. I just, fuck, I loved it, you know, love. And I was like that, you know, when, when he stopped, uh, be- beating on me and, um, and I just flowed for a while. It was really kind of, you know, interestingly connective, hmm. you know, it allowed an openness that, that was kind of neat. So that was that was how I experienced it, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's why I say trancy because it is it's very much that floating warm thing, and you know a single tail can just sting, sting, sting. Oh my God, I'm connected to the universe, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And but I even get subspace just in service, like the high protocol thing that we did at Cope where with the cigar social, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Dan put on my slave bracelets and brought me into the like a higher protocol space, and I got to kneel beside him and serve and things like that and that connection so i don't even know if that's endorphins kicking in with that one i mean with play absolutely you know it seems but with the service uh it may be i I think it's a type of endorphin yeah for me all of a sudden i'm something 
a switch clicks over and I'm like a feeling. Mm-hmm. I can feel each each lick of the flogger or the single tail. And I couldn't tell you if I'm one person is watching, a hundred people were around, I hear the music and I just feel everything, every sensation. And then afterwards, I'm like a helium balloon. Mm-hmm. Just sort of floating, going wherever. Um, but that's how I do subspace. And, and even in service, that's how I can tell if somebody's drink is low. I, it's like yes. that one oneness connection. It's like I'll have people ask me, okay, but we're going to be doing service, and i got to watch this, and i got to watch that. How do I? I'm like, you will get there, or you won't. But... You know, once once you're there, I can't explain it. The all you know? awareness. The all awareness. You'll you'll know when someone shifts that their food needs to be blah blah. You know, mm-hmm. and it very much is. Yeah, that connection. I, I can tell when 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 you've been playing. <laughs> but you are the helium balloon. Yeah, I was gonna say everybody can tell when she's been playing. <laughs> it's nice. Well, and and one of the things that I would say about that that service flip switch. Is it's not necessarily this um, like a sensation endorphin rush, yeah. but it is still an endorphin rush. It's a mm-hmm. high, you know. It is there is this this um, you know endorphins are released essentially by uh, neuro tra- uh, neuro neurochemical transmitters, and and when you have that switch flipped, it it arousal is arousal is arousal. And whether it's physical arousal or emotional arousal or sexual arousal, you know, Sharon B. always says arousal is arousal is arousal. And it's, and it's absolutely correct because when you get flipped into that, when you put those, those, those service uh, bracelets on and so mm-hmm. forth and so on, your mind starts this level of arousal and it does allow for a certain level of electrochemical, um, you know, neurotransmitter release that does... Um, you know, release a certain level, even if it's a lower level of endorphins, than you know, getting the shit kicked out of you and your muscle and muscle trauma, that 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 it would, yeah, you know, increase the amount of like, for instance, it's like the increase of amount of dopamine in your brain. So people look at me funny when I say I can crash harder mm-hmm. sure. from a high sure. protocol experience than, and I love I love to be beat. Yeah. <laughs> Not Don't you. <laughs> can crash hard from that after event but I have found that after a high protocol experience I can crash just as hard if not harder sure sure so. well and 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 from a from a medical standpoint why I would say that Louis is because why I would say that is be, because with escalating trauma you ha- like ie a scene with escalating trauma, you have a a, a, a a fairly steep rise of endorphins, and it plateaus when you run out, and then it drops, mm-hmm. right? Whereas with a, um, a service situation and a low level of arousal, you have a constant low level of endorphin release that over you know that, that your body gets used to over the course of you know I mean a body can sustain a scene for hour, hour and a half, two hours, whatever, you know, as long as, and then you run out of endorphins. For me, I run out of endorphins in three hours, you know, three hours, three hours, 15 minutes, I'm done. No matter, like you can be beating the living shit out of me and I can take it for about three hours and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. You know, I just don't have anything more and it starts to hurt and irritate me. Right. Right. But, and that's all my body can sustain. But when you have a low level of that endorphin release, it can last 
a weekend. Hmm. You know, and, and then what happens is you become used to operating at that physical level and that physiological level, emotional level, you know, with that low level of arousal. And then when it's gone, you can you probably acutely miss it more than the height and then the crash. Mm-hmm. You know, because the height and the crash, you're going to be over that. Um, you're going to be over that release quicker than if, you know, you've been sustaining it for an entire weekend and then all of a sudden it's gone. Right. Right. I am. I am totally, I totally get that. Or I sort of think, you know, if you are service oriented, that is such a part of you and all of a sudden you're permitted to just go there. Yeah. You don't have to think about anything else. You don't have to, everything else is second. And that lets that part of you bloom. Mm-hmm. And it's so fulfilling that when it's gone, again, you're going to crash just mm-hmm. as hard. And longer. Yeah. You know, and longer. And longer. Mm-hmm. That's such a downer. <laughs> so what happens if you don't get to subspace? I don't know. Because you don't every time. Mm-hmm. Am I... Correct? You don't every time. Um, when I play with Dan, yeah, every but time. You don't play with Dan every but time. I don't play with all the time. So there's been a few times I've not hit subspace. Okay. You know, somebody whipping my shins pff, took me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work for me. Yeah. That'd be a different kind of space altogether. <laughs> so, and it's, um, it's actually to the point where, if you notice, I don't play with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, Dan has the, the um, he's thrown me under the bus and anybody that says that, you know, that listen to the podcast, anybody can come up and sit and play the card and play with me, but very few do. And for me to ask other people, I usually check them out for a while, you mm-hmm. know, to make sure we're, we're going to connect because I want to be able to let go and get to that space. Yeah. So. I do find that uh, the, in the times that I can say that I have ever been into subspace, mm-hmm. it has been with someone that I have a really deep connection mm-hmm. with. I don't normally hit any type of subspace unless there is that. Yeah. And Deep I've connection. had some doms quit a scene when I've hit subspace. Does it freak them out? It freaks. I. I. That's that's my only thought because I played with two two different ones, and it was like okay, 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 okay. I'm going to submit to you. Here's everything, and I could even feel my body go, Woof, you know. So my whole energy went into that. Boom, scene was over. Mm. So I don't know if no, they were experienced. They had to have known. I would think. Well, <laughs> Again, they're not mind readers. Well, and, and the thing, you know, one of the things that I've noticed, it's like, it's it's like orgasm, you know, that there's a play, there's a level of play that that's the goal. The orgasm is the goal mm-hmm. or the, the subspace is the goal. And once you've got there, oh, that's, we're done. Good. Yeah. I've got you there. We're done. No, I'm just starting. I know. Yeah. I know. And, that, and that's, and that's part of, Woo-hoo, I'm here. Do what and you that's, want. And that's, and that's part of the thing is that, is that, um, is that that's that's the beginning of that journey? Uh-huh. You know, getting there, getting once you get there, that's when that's when the um, you know then the, the fun really starts. That's puppy right. space. That's what that is. <laughs> oh, God. it gets a little complicated recording with the puppy. <laughs> that dog is so cute. It's so distracting. It is. <laughs> it's like I have my own personal squirrel. <laughs> 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 okay, so. Uh, what else about subspace? Yeah. Can I interject? I um, 
I subspace almost every time with whomever I'm playing with. And it's, it's for me, it's on the energy exchange mm -hmm. in that moment. Um, and then, oh, that was good. And I float off after the scene is over. But I think whether you do or not, just let yourself go. Enjoy, enjoy being in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that will sort of, mm -hmm. you know, that's what helps me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the big things for me is just feeling safe. The one where I know I yes. did not hit subspace, I didn't feel safe. Okay. So not in a, like a really negative way. It was just, I mean, the, the person was okay. It's just, I didn't feel safe. Hmm. So hmm. Hmm. just my thing. Hmm. Are we done with subspace? Are we out of subspace now? <laughs> I suppose we are. That's <laughs> why everyone's looking at me. Oh, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't look at me like So that. speaking of subspace, you know, a, a lot of times when the scene ends, you know, you get a present. We're <laughs> <laughs> calling it a present now. <laughs> I've been doing it wrong. <laughs> sometimes the top gets a present. Sometimes the bottom gets. A present. <laughs> so now, now Spanky Ray is opening <laughs> present. Right, if you didn't know and you didn't weren't listening through the entire podcast, it is Spanky Ray's birthday, and we are not going to sing Happy Birthday. I've been told that my singing is atrocious. <laughs> We've already got, done that one. So we are opening. So Spanky Ray is opening her. her it is wrapped in a beautiful pink shade of paper. It is now destroyed. <laughs> it had a lovely translucent organza ribbon on it. It's What exactly? The leather, leather, leather pipe like, with the blue and white and black stripes and the red heart. <laughs> nice. And so it's uh, it's it's an aftercare blanket. You know, especially it's, made. It's especially made aftercare Aww. blanket and or you know personal personal um, you know warmth device. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta tell you, there is such personal like energy in this. It's because I. Ironed that. Come on. I was That's right, folks. I did something domestic. I was wondering why the iron was out. You'll also wonder why there's a little black mark on there. I've noticed no such thing. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> it's because I don't know how to iron. <laughs> I totally thought you did something else with that blanket to put your energy in it. I thought you were going to... <laughs> it's never too late for that. You know? <laughs> uh, we, can have, we, we have Deb here. She can baptize it. Hey! <laughs> I don't think her aftercare blanket should be <laughs> baptized by anybody but me. And I don't baptize very often, and it takes a long time to get there. <laughs> okay, so birthday present opened. Um, so we, let's talk about how they contact us. What time are we running? Okay. We're we're good. We're, we're okay. We gotta, you know. But one thing we do have to plug. We have to plug. Is I plugged it. We no, no. It but we we talked about Wicked, but. 
you know how? Oh, I didn't say when tickets went on sale. Right? How how are people gonna how are people gonna um, come to Wicked? Come to the the you know one of the largest and best events here in Central Ohio. What are they gonna do? They're gonna go onto the website, <laughs> click the thing that says get a ticket mm-hmm. at midnight. The stroke. Of midnight. I want to say stroke really bad. <laughs> I might say stroke again. <laughs> as many times as you'd like. <laughs> Somehow I need like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you stroke. <laughs> Would anyone else like to say stroke? <laughs> Give us the date. The date is November 1st. November 1st, Friday at midnight. Be doing nothing. Tickets go on sale. Get now, in front of your computer. Yep. And here's what I will tell you is is now that now that uh, the entire hotel is chocolate, that doesn't mean that we don't assign that uh, we, we have two sides to the hotel. We have, what are we going to call them? Dark chocolate and milk chocolate? Dark chocolate and milk chocolate. <laughs> Which is better? Dark. Dark. Dark chocolate. Of course. Dark chocolate is on the event side. And milk chocolate is on the is on the non-event side. Okay. But we can run naked through... The whole sorts of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you can mix your chocolate up if you wanted to. I can elevator the chocolate. You could totally, yeah. If you wanted to fuck in the elevators, that's fine. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Don't hit the stop button, though. People need to be getting on and off in between, right. you know. Right. So. And if you're going to fuck in the elevator, you need to make space so that people can get in and get <laughs> It's like Steven Tyler said, it's love in an elevator. Mm. Speaking of fucking at Wicked, mm-hmm. where's the one place that they're not allowed to do that? They are not allowed to fuck. In the pool. In the pool. <laughs> you're not allowed to fuck in the pool. Um, and... Uh, we'll be, we'll be, once you get, uh, your ticket, you'll figure out where this place is. Hey, Don, we can have sex on the salad bar. No. <laughs> I heard that one place I can't do it is the pool. Great. I think I'd like the salad bar. Uh, <laughs> no. Cumbers. No. And- oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, here's the thing. You have to be, you have to be appropriately covered in the restaurant. Yes. Okay. You have to be, no, sorry. Yeah, you have to be appropriately clothed in the restaurant. You have to be appropriately covered going from the chocolate space to the secondary dungeon. Okay. Right. By appropriately covered, you mean just... Like, a towel. I don't okay. care. As okay. long as you... A towel, you, a towel sheet. Ooh, ooh the dog licked my toes! <laughs> <laughs> I think I hit some space. <laughs> Ginger is a good puppy. <laughs> she might need your aftercare blanket. <laughs> All right. So, how do we contact? How do they contact us? Well, they can find us on FetLife. Mm-hmm. I am at Brat underscore Sheba. That's B R A T underscore S H E B A. And I am Barrick B A R A K. You can find me on the Twat. I do the Twitter at Brat underscore Sheba again, or at A I S underscore Org. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us on Twitter under Barrick the letter N Sheba. On Twitter, um, you can catch us on our email mm-hmm. at Barrick and Sheba. That's B A R A K, the letter N S H E B A at AOL or Yahoo. Mm-hmm. You can also visit our website at panpolybdsm.com or adventuresinsexuality, one word, dot org. Mm-hmm. Anybody else got anything for the good of the organization to add to this podcast? No. No, anybody, 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 
Nope. Okay. So we'll be back on the first Monday of next month, November 4th. After tickets go on sale. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm done. Turn it off.